you are listening to the Pleasant View Baptist Church preaching podcast. We hope today's message will be a blessing to you and your family. Thank you for taking time to listen to our preaching podcast. You're here with us tonight. Amen. I appreciate that good singing. Boy, I like that song. He's never failed me tonight. Amen. And uh, today I was working there at the church and um, I was trying to get another office fixed up. We, the Lord allowed us to hire a secretary this past week. As a matter of fact, Miss Haley, she's here tonight and uh, going to be working with us through the summer. And um, I was working, trying to get one of the offices fixed up. And um, one of the deacons called me. He said, what are you doing? I said, I'm painting. He said, why are you painting? And uh, he said, we've hired somebody to do all that. And I said, well, I just want to do it myself in here. And uh, you say, well, why did you want to do it? Just because I love serving Jesus. Amen. And uh, he's never failed me. And the least thing I can do is be faithful for him. Amen. And I appreciate that tonight. I really wanted to shout um, why he was singing. Amen. And uh, my speech therapist is here tonight and she's already been fussing because uh, my voice and I told her that I would be good. So um, I can't holler and scream tonight or she's going to fuss at me. She might stand up in the middle of the service. But anyway, um, uh, I thank the Lord for being here. Amen. Um, Thank you, Pastor, for allowing me to come. Man, I appreciate it. Um, What an honor it is to get to preach. Uh, um, We're my nephews uh, singing and we're my nephews presenting his work and for a preacher out of our church who's on staff with us as our youth pastor. And I said this last night. I'll say it again tonight. If you're tired of him, we'll take him back. That's no problem at all. And uh, he can come right back, go right back where he was at with the same money he was getting. We may even give him a raise. And um, we'll take him back in a heartbeat. Amen. And uh, I I say this tonight, and, and I mean it. And uh, I, I don't, I hope, <laughs> uh, I'm sure some may listen to this podcast from our church, the other preachers, but uh, I mean what I'm fixing to say. I guess there's um, 14 or 15 preachers out of our church since I've been there um, over the past 17 years. And Brother Heath by far has been the most loyal preacher that's ever come through our church to me. And uh, I mean that from the depths of my heart. The whole time he was with us, he never caused us the first problem. Uh, I could tell Brother Heath. I could say, hey, look, I'm leaving to go on vacation. And here's what I need you to do while I'm gone. I need you to go outside where the asphalt runs around the corner of the building. I need you to take a shovel and an axe and a pick and get every bit of that busted up. And I need you to dig a hole that's 10 foot deep, 10 foot wide, and 10 foot long. And you know what? Whenever I got back, there'd be a hole dug right there. And uh, Brother Heath would have probably lost 20 pounds and had three heat strokes, but it would have been done. I never, I never asked him to do something that he ever complained about. He always done it and done it to the fullest of his ability. Sometimes he'd go at it and he'd come back and he'd say, Preacher, I just don't know how to do this. And uh, I'd say, all right. And I'd give him things like that because that was the only way he was ever going to mature. Amen. And uh, you've got a good pastor tonight. I hope you know that. And uh, his dear wife, their kids, man, I love them. And I thank God for them. I hope you found your place, Joshua with chapter number 1. I really wanted to preach out of Acts chapter number 27 verse number 21 tonight um, where Paul said you should have hearkened to my voice uh, and I really wanted to preach on you should have listened to the preacher and uh, that's what he's saying in chapter 27 of Acts and if they would have uh, they wouldn't have been in that great big storm that they found themselves in. You know a lot of times God will give his servant, his preacher a word for you uh, even though he may be younger 
longer, and even though you may think you know more than him, God will help you through him if you will allow God to. But God just wouldn't let me go there. I want to give you just a little bit here. Joshua chapter number 1, if you found your place, let's stand in honor and reverence to the reading of God's Word. I'll read the first nine verses to us, pray, and then you can be seated. The Bible said this, Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, thou, and all this people under the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said, unto Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and unto the great sea, toward the going down of the sun, shall be your coast. There shall not, uh, there shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses... So I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Be strong and of good courage, for unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land, which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law, which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to thy right hand, and, uh, or to the left, that thou mayest prosper uh, whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein uh, day and night. Or thou shalt, uh, let me go back and read that right. The Bible said, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. Go with me back to verse number 2. I'll use it for the text. The Bible said this, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, thou... And all this people. Again, note what he said. Now therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, thou, and all this people. With the help of the Lord, I want to preach on this thought for just a little while tonight. It's time to move on. It's time to move on. He, what did he say to us? He said this, arise and get to moving. He said it's time to move on. Father, I love you tonight. And Father, I'm standing in a place, God, where in the arm of the flesh I'll do nothing but fail. So God, I pray over the next few minutes, God, that you would illuminate our mind. God, I pray that you'd preach us in power and unction. 
and demonstration of the Holy Spirit of God. I pray, God, that you'd touch our mind. I pray, God, that you'd touch our throat tonight. Uh, God, I pray, Lord, that you'd help me to preach every word. Uh, God, that you'd have me to preach. And God, help me to say nothing, uh, God, that you wouldn't want me to say. God, I pray, Lord, if there's anybody here lost, that you would save them tonight, God. Anybody here out of your will, God, may you draw them close to you. Uh, God, help me to be a help to your man here, your servant here, uh, and God to the people here. We'll give you the praise, we'll give you the glory, and we'll give you the honor. In Jesus' name, that name that's above every name, we pray it. Amen and amen. You can be seated tonight. Again, I want to preach on this thought for just a little while. It's time to move on. It's time to move on. When we come into the book of Joshua, we'll find that Israel is going to enter the land of Canaan with a promise, with a presence, with a precept, and with the protection of the Lord. You'll also find out in studying this that Israel will enter the promised land with the provision of a leader, and that is a man by the name of Joshua. The beginning of Joshua presents Israel with a major change and a major challenge in their life. One said the challenge in climbing a mountain is not how high it is or how sheer its cliffs are. The challenge in climbing a mountain is not the mountain itself, but in us as we attempt to overcome it. Sir Edmund Hillary said this one time, after an unsuccessful attempt to climb Mount Everest, here's what he said, I will beat this mountain, for the mountain cannot change, but I can. He said the mountain cannot change, but I can. I would say this to you tonight, and I believe that if you was honest within yourself, you would agree with me on this. If there is a word that we don't like to talk about in Surrey County, it's the word change. I don't know about you, but I believe that I could safely say you're a lot like me. We're not very favorable of change. I like everything to run just right. I've got my day planned out tomorrow. I know how tomorrow goes. I've got Thursday planned out I've got Friday planned out I've got Saturday planned out and I've got Sunday planned out and to be quite honest we've got Monday planned out already I'm a planner I like to know what's going to happen what's going to be going on but you know what every once in a while change comes up and when things change I don't adapt to change very well why? because we're natures or we're habits and creatures of the same thing, the same routine, and a major change is taking place in Joshua chapter number one. Why do we not like change so many times? Because change sometimes brings about insecurities in our life. We don't know what the next step may be when change takes place. Hear me and hear me well when I say this. Unbelievable 
unbelief says, let's get back to where it's safe. But faith says, let's go forward where God is working. Unbelief says, I can't. This is too hard. It doesn't work. But faith says, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Unbelief says, I wish I had obeyed, trusted, and believed God. But faith says, I have fought a good fight. I have kept the faith. I have finished my chorus. What we must understand is that Israel is facing a major change in Joshua chapter number one. But you know what God instructs Israel to do? Here's what God instructs them to do. He instructs them to move on. He instructs them to move on. So with the help of God over the next few minutes, that's what I want to preach on. It's time to move on. It's time to move on. Number one, note this with me tonight in verse number one and two. I see memories that have been made. There's memories in verse number one and two. What did the Bible say? Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Moses is dead. The death of Moses was an event that brought everything to a standstill in the nation of Israel. The death of Moses brought it to a standstill. Moses had been in Egyptian education and desert training, the greatest Jewish leader, and set the Exodus in order. He was a prophet. He was a lawgiver. He was the author of the Pentateuch. He saw the burning bush, and on and on we could go. Definitely there was great memories from Moses in his life. Matter of fact, look back in chapter number 34 of the book of Deuteronomy. Just flip back one page. The Bible said this in chapter number 34 and verse number 8. And the children of Israel wept for Moses in the plains of Moab 30 days. So the days of weeping and mourning for Moses were ended. Note what the Bible said in verse number 10. And there arose not a prophet since Israel like unto Moses whom the Lord knew face to face. There was the memories that had been made. Hear me and hear me well tonight. I'm thankful for memories. I don't know about you, but I'm thankful for memories. Brother Jeremiah was talking about the meeting in 2016 that he and Brother Heath surrendered to preach out of. And Miss Morgan got saved in. He was talking about that just a minute ago. And boy, I'll never forget those five weeks that God sat down in Yadkinville, North Carolina. 209 got saved. I don't remember how many preachers surrendered to preach out of it. Boy, thank God for the move of God and God stirring our hearts. Amen. But hear me and hear me well. That is a memory. Everything that Moses had accomplished, it was a memory. Think about this with me. If you don't leave your past in the past, you will destroy your future. Live for what today has to offer 
Father, not for what yesterday has taken away. You say, preacher, what are you saying? Yes, thank God for memories. Thank God for the days, the early days of Pleasant View Baptist Church. And matter of fact, last night we walked around and man, we looked at pictures and saw what God done in days gone by. Oh, but we can't live there. Yes, there's memories. Yes, Moses done some great things. Oh, but we've got to move on from the memories. We've got to move on from the memories. I'm reminded of what the Bible said. The Bible said this, for I am the Lord thy God and I change not. Yeah, man, you know what that means? That means if God done it in days gone by, God can do it today. Yeah, man, that means in days gone by, if God's packed the building out, God can do it today. That means in days gone by, if God's packed the choir out, God can do it today. There is memories, but we've got to move on from those memories. Number one, there's memories. Number two, I'm going to preach fast tonight. Number two tonight, there's not only memories, I see this. Number two, there's the minister. There's the minister. Look what the Bible said in Joshua chapter number one, verse number one. Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister. Moses, my servant is dead, saying, Moses, my servant is dead. Number one, I see the memories, but number two tonight, I see the minister. You see, and I'll say more about this in just a minute. Every time one preacher goes off the scene, God always has, and God always will have, another one to take his place. Joshua now steps on the scene. Think about this with me. When you begin to study the life of Joshua, Joshua was a slave from Egypt and God delivered him out of the slavery in Egypt. You'll find this out. Joshua was a soldier. He was a soldier. Matter of fact, when you study Exodus chapter number 17, you'll find out that the very first mention of Joshua in the Word of God is that he was a soldier. I want to say something to you tonight. If a minister is what he needs to be, he will be a soldier also. We are in a fight today for what is right and what is wrong. We're living in a nation today that has forgot God. It's forgot the precepts of the Word of God. They're wanting to wax every bit of that out of our mind. Oh, but hear me and hear me well. May we stand up as a mighty person person in the army of God. He was a soldier. I see this. He was a servant. He was a soldier. But Joshua was a servant. Joshua was a servant. He is mentioned when he's mentioned the second time in the word of God. It's Exodus 24. And here in Exodus 24, he is described as a minister of Moses. Whenever you study that word minister out, you know what that word means? It simply means that he was a servant. I want to say something to you tonight, and please don't fall out with me right here. But everybody says, I just want to be a servant for the Lord until they're treated like a servant. 
You know what the servants, uh, uh, the, the whole object of the servant and the whole goal of a servant is? One single thing, to please his master. That's the whole goal of a servant tonight. That is to be pleasing to the master. You know what Joshua was? Man, he was a servant tonight. Whatever needed to be done, Joshua was there to make sure he was taken care of. If we're gonna move on tonight, there's gonna have to be some servants that says, hey, if the commodes need to be cleaned, I'll clean them. If the vacuum, if the floor needs to be vacuumed, how uh, vacuum it. If the yard needs to be mowed, uh, uh, then how mow it. May God help us to be servants in this day. To be servants in this day. Joshua was able, watch this in, in Exodus 24, Joshua was able to go into the mountain of God with Moses because he was Moses' servant. He was faithful to him and God allowed him. Think about this with me. Joshua was a spy. Numbers chapter number 13. Let me say this to you and I'll move on. Joshua was a successor. Here in our text tonight, Joshua now steps on the scene and begins to lead the nation of Israel. I want to say something to you and God knows my heart. I want to help you. God knows my heart tonight. I'm going to say something to you. Let me tell you the reason Joshua steps on the scene right now and takes over the nation of Israel because he knew what it was like to sit behind the scenes and do everything that he could for the pastor. That was Moses in that day. If you want to look at it, Moses was the pastor of the First Baptist Church of Israel. And you know what Joshua does? Joshua stands in the backgrounds and says, Hey, look, Moses, anything you need done, I'll take care of it. Uh, anything you need done, you just tell me, Moses. Matter of fact, you remember, you remember that story over there in, 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 in I believe it's Exodus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, somewhere in there. <laughs> Do you remember that story when um, uh, um, uh, they was fighting and, and, and Moses would hold his hands up and, and every time he had his hands held up, the nation of Israel would prevail. But every time his arms came down, uh, uh, they would begin to lose the battle. And you know the story is preached so many times of Aaron and her holding up the man of God's hands. Uh, but what we don't see in that story many times uh, is the man that's on the battlefield uh, in the midst of the blood and the guts uh, and the death and everything else that's going on uh, is a man by the name of Joshua. Joshua, hear me and hear me well. Joshua wasn't holding the man of God's arms up literally, but he also was holding the man of God's arms up. You see, it takes everybody to accomplish the work of God. And Joshua was a successor because he remained faithful. He remained faithful in everything he was given to do. Uh, my dad, my dad is my hero. My dad was my pastor my whole life to just a couple years ago. And he resigned the church where he was pastoring at and now is a member of our church. I'm his pastor. Matter of fact, I told Leslie today, I said, I guess I need to find me a new pastor because my daddy's not pastoring no more. But uh, I thought about something my daddy always said. Here's what he always said. Anybody can quit. 
Takes absolutely zero effort to quit. Quitters are a dime a dozen. You know what? That's true tonight. Many times Joshua could have quit. Joshua, you know what Joshua could have done? Joshua could have sat down and looked at the children of Israel and talked about crossing the Red Sea, uh, talked about going to Mara and watching God uh, uh, turn the bitter times to sweet. Uh, uh, Joshua could have talked about everything that Moses done. But you know what Joshua done? Uh, uh, Joshua said those are memories uh, and I'll choose this. Uh, uh, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth to those things which are before. I press towards the mark. Hear me tonight. We need to forget the memories and understand God has placed a minister in our church and move on for the glory of God. If you're not careful, if you're not careful, I'm about right now done, but if you're not careful, you'll get your focus on yesterday and forget about what God can do today. I, I, I remember, it's almost 17 years ago now, I went and preached at a little brick church up on a hill. And that first Sunday morning, Isaiah, uh, matter of fact, that first Sunday morning, Isaiah, my kid, um, uh, Madeline, she's here somewhere, there she is, or I thought she... She's one of them big time singers. She leaves after she plays the piano and don't stay for preaching. <laughs> Madeline was the only kid in Sunday school that first Sunday morning. Only kid there. And uh, man, I, I, I preached that Sunday morning. I preached out of Exodus on Mara that Sunday morning. I talked about the bitter times in our life and, and how God could bring us through that. And I, I, I pulled out of the driveway that day uh, of that church, and and Miss Leslie said, well, what if the Lord sends us up here one day? I said, God ain't going to send us up here. She said, do what? I said, God, God ain't going to send us up here. Uh, there was probably, they might have been 15 people there that first Sunday morning. I said, God ain't going to put us up here. I said, God's got us where he wants us. My heart was in young people. We was a youth pastor at a church. I was full-time on staff there. God was blessing us. We had about 50 or 60 in our youth group. And man, God was just dumping his blessings out on us. I didn't even get to the crossroads below the church. And boy, God smacked me in the back of the head and said, well, I think I'll just put you up there. You know what happened just a few weeks later? Brother Robert Potts, the old bug man, RP, come to my house at 4405 Mount Bethel Church Road in East Bend. There's an oak tree about this big around out there. It is right now. I'm afraid we're going to have to cut it before long. But anyway, it was out there and still is. And me and Robert stood underneath that tree and he said, Preacher, he said, uh, I believe God wants you to come pastor our church. Brother Easter had got real sick. Brother Easter was fixing to resign the church that had started the church. And I said, all right. I said, uh, I, I believe that you're on the right track. I give him some Bible verses and I said, God's already confirmed it in my heart. We never talked about money because it wasn't about that. It's about a calling God put in my heart. 
We never talked about one dime, never said nothing about that. I said if a church votes us in, we'll be glad to take it. The next day, we got on a, a, on a bus and left for South Dakota. You remember that trip? as the worst mission trip I've ever been on in my life. I thought I'd die before I got back. I really did think I was going to die before I got back. But anyway, it's a whole other story. It was awful. It was awful. But go on a mission trip. They're great. <laughs> That Wednesday night, we was in that bus in South Dakota. My phone rung, and it was Robert. I answered him. He said, uh, Pastor, how are you? I said, uh, well, I guess I'll be all right. He said, I was just going to let you know, we voted 100%. There's 21 of us here tonight. We voted 100% to put you in as a pastor. I said, well, that sounds good. When I get back, we'll get together and get our dates together when we can come. I said, I want to give my church a proper time and leaving. Boy, it's just a few days went by. We ended up there at Amazing Grace. And I'll never forget those early days. I'll never forget those early days. I'll never forget a man by the name of Noah Fry. I mentioned him last night. He was one of the most instrumental men in my life in the early days at our church. Him and a guy by the name of Wayne Owenby, that boy, he's fell off the wagon since then. But anyway, I I'd preached about two years and it just didn't seem like the church would go anywhere. Brother Fry was sitting at my table and I said, Brother Fry, I said, I don't understand. And here's what he said. Here's what he said. Junior Easter's dead. Let him be in the grave. And I thought, oh, all righty then. Man, that was harsh. That's exactly what I thought, Brother Aaron. I mean, I, but I, if you knew, knew Noah, Noah Fry, I wasn't about to rebuke that old man of God sitting in front of me that pastored over 40 years and been in evangelism over 10 years at that time. I said, what do you mean, preacher? And here's what he said. He said, you can't build a church off of yesterday. He said, forget about everything back there and set your sights on what's in front of you and ask God not to do it again, but to do it more and abundantly above what he did back then. You know what I did, Brother Eric? I took his advice and now here we are down the road and boy, God's just let us build a new sanctuary and God's blessing our church. You say, preacher, what do you say? I'm saying this. There is of memories. Boy, God's been good in the past, but we cannot live there. God has placed somebody else here now. Brother Heath has come in as Joshua now, and what you must do is get behind him and forget the past and move on. There was memories. There was a minister. But then number three, watch this. I'm about done. I like saying that. Moses, my servant is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan. There's the mandate. I'll give you this in closing tonight. There's the mandate. God didn't ask them if they wanted to move on. God mandated that they moved on. God mandated it. Um. <laughs> I, I, um, I was in a conversation and 
I've been in the fire department ever since I was 16 and uh, I was in a conversation the other night with all the guys at our fire department. I'm a captain at Central Sur and, uh, and, and all the guys was in it and, and they was going back and forth about something. And the chief made a statement and then one of them came back and said something else and here's what he responded back. I didn't ask the question I'm telling you. You know what he was saying? This is not open for discussion. I'm mandating this is the way it's going to be. God did not leave verse number two open for discussion. He said, I'm not asking. I'm telling you, move on. He mandates it. He mandates it. You know what happened? If you stand still very long, you begin to go to sleep. Your legs will go to sleep. You know what happened if you sit still very long? I know what happened with me. If I sit still very long, I'm going to sleep. Man, I started about 6 o'clock this morning just as hard as I could go. And I went to the office and studied and got my message together for tonight and part of it together for tomorrow. Then I, I took some stuff out of a room and I got some sheetrock mud and I've always told everybody the reason I'm so good at doing sheetrock is because my wife throws pots and pans at me. I had to patch it in the house all the time. Got some sheetrock mud and boy, I went in there and I, I, I fixed those places in there and, and uh, then uh, Leslie and I jumped in the truck and went and picked up some office furniture and some paint. I came back and man, I sanded those places down and painted that room and we got everything moved in it and I run home, jumped in the shower and I sat down in the recliner in my bedroom for a minute to look over my outline. Yeah. I got up and I walked around the house and Leslie said, what are you doing? I said, man, I can't hold my eyes open. You sit still very long, you'll go to sleep. And let me tell you what happens when you go to sleep, you lose consciousness of what's happening around you. God said, don't sit here and go to sleep. Move on. They said, but Moses is dead. He said, but I'll give you somebody else. Move on. There's the mandate tonight. Watch this. There's the precepts and the promise and the mandate. The precepts about moving, he said, arise and go. There's a precept about his might. He said, be strong in the Lord. There's a precept about his moral. He said, neither be thou, or his morale. He said, neither be thou dismayed. We do not have to hold our heads down like we're defeated. Man, we're children of God. There's a precept about the manual. He said, this book of the law. This right here, here's our manual for the way we operate at Amazing Grace Baptist Church. You say, preacher, where's your SOGs at? Right here they are. It's the Word of God. There's a precept about the manual. There's a precept about the meditation. The Bible said, thou shalt meditate therein day and night. So there's the precept in this mandate. But there's the promise in this mandate. I preached all night to get here, and here's why I really want to preach for about an hour but I'm not. There's the promise in the mandate. You see, God makes them a promise if they'll move on, there's some things that He'll do. You know that verse, 2 Chronicles seven fourteen. if my people which call by my name shall humble themselves, pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then will I heal from heaven, forgive their sins, and heal their land. There's a choice in that, if. If. And then there's a consequence. If then. He said, if you'll do this, then I'll do this. 
God has given us a promise to this mandate. If you'll move on, here's the promise. Watch this. The possession of the land. The possession of the land. It was free. But think about the fullness of it. There's the wilderness on the south border. Lebanon on the north border. Euphrates on the east border. And the land of the Hittites and the great sea on the west border. God said, you just look around. There it is. There's the promise of or the possession of the land and this promise of the mandate. But there's the power for the land. There's the power for it. Know what he said in verse number 5. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee. Listen. You said, preacher, how are we going to do it? The world's coming. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee. Let me give you the New Testament verse on that. If God be for you, who can be against you? If, that word if, when you study it out, it means sense. And here's what he's saying. Since God be for you, who can be against you? You say, preacher, can we really move on? You and God is a majority against any number at any place at any time. There's the power for the land. God has promised it to us. But then there's the present in the land. The present in the land. Do you care to start playing Brother Jeremiah softly on the piano? The presence, and that gives people hope. The presence in the land. Note verse number five and verse number nine in closing. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. If you underline in your Bible, I would invite you to underline this. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Be strong and of good courage. Look at verse number 5 or verse number 9. Have not I commanded thee? Be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord of thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. There is the, the presence in the land. He says, hey, if you'll just move on, I'm going to be right beside of you. Just like I was with your forefathers, I'm going to be with you. <laughs> oh, yes. Man, I wish you'd get a hold of that tonight. What God done for Moses, what God done for Joshua, what God done for Jonah, what God done for Daniel, what God done for Abraham and Isaac, what God done for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, what God done for Paul and Silas in the midnight hour, He'll do for us. That's a promise from God. It's a promise. The presence of God is, He said, I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. I'll never leave thee, nor forsake thee. He says, hey, Israel, Israel, you want my touch on you? You want my power on you? You want to see me do things like you've never saw before? Then move on. Then move on. With, and I'm going I'm to talk to you from my heart because I'm done. I'm leaving here in just a few minutes. And, and if you get mad at me, I'll know that I minded God and that's all that matters. 
I don't mean that ugly and arrogant and rude. I'm just being honest with you. I talked to a church today in Statesville that's looking for a pastor. He called me and said, hey, can you help us find a pastor? I talked to him for a long time and I told him, I said, give me a few days to think about it and call me back on Thursday. And just so my people know, I told him I wasn't coming, okay? Let me just clarify that before we get out of here and it hits Facebook that I'm going to Statesville. I said, call me back. And here's what I told him. I said, the church is at the highest risk when there's a transition taking place in the pastor. And any time, I, I don't know of a church yet, Brother Jeremiah, I believe, he had echoed this. He's been in a lot of churches also. There's never been a church that transitioned pastors that didn't lose people. There's always going to be some that leaves. That's just the way it is. There, I went through it. I mean, when you've got 21 and you have a church split, see, <laughs> so what do you do? You back up, punt, and keep going. Yesterday's gone. Whatever happened, I don't know. I don't know whatever happened in the past. You know what we got to do, church? We got to leave it there. We got to move on from it. We can't sit around and say, well, you know what? Four pastors ago this and said this to me and three pastors ago this and done this and two pastors ago. No, no, wait a minute. Moses, my servant, is dead. And I'm not saying they're dead. Understand the application. Moses, my servant, is dead. Here's Joshua. Now move on. Here's what you're going to have to decide tonight. You've heard preaching on a vision. You've heard preaching on getting a concern. Here's what you're going to have to decide tonight. Am I going to move on? One of two things will happen. You'll sit here and dry up and become a statistic and the doors of the church close. Or you'll say, by the help of God, I'm just going to move on. I'm just going to... You know what? If we talked long enough tonight, I know y'all not going to believe this, but we've had disagreements. We've had disagreements. That little short round boy that was sitting right there last night that opened in prayer to Coda Queen. Yeah. You don't talk about differences. He told me one day, he said, Preacher, we just got done having a difference. He said, Preacher, you're the only man, you're the only man that I've ever met that can absolutely let somebody have it and them get up and hug your neck and tell them they love you. I said, well, I love you too. I said, I love you too. There's differences. But you know what you do, church? You move on from that. You move on. Boy, I believe in all my heart. I believe in all my heart. God can pack His place out. Brother Heath showed me that overflow room. Boy, when He showed that to me last night, I thought, boy, I can't wait to come back one day and that door is open and there's people sitting out there. I thought about this. You know what, preacher? We could open that door and you could put them down the hall down through there. Boy, wouldn't that be something? I saw that big metal building back there. I thought, boy, you clean that thing out. Open the doors on it. Boy, you could put a lot of people out there in that. 
You say, why do you think about things like that? Because God can do it today. God can still do it today. Amen. Look, if you've never been to Blevins Store Road, you need to go one time. All right. Hey, we live where the buffalo's still wrong. True story. Dr. Minton's buffalo farm. I sit on the front porch and drink coffee and watch the bison roam, praise God. If God can do it in the middle of nowhere, God can do it right here in the middle of the city. We just gotta make up our mind. I'm gonna move on. God, hey, thank you for the memories. Thank you for my ministry that you've given me now. God, I'm gonna take your mandate and I'm moving on. Father, I love you tonight and as we stand all over the congregation with our heads bowed and our eyes closed, God, you know the need of this service and I've just tried my best, God, to obey you. God, I pray, Lord, that you would help us. God, you would help us. God, to move on. Father, as I was working in that room today, Lord, paint that wall. Father, what a joy it is to serve you. God, what a joy it is to serve you. God, help us to not get bogged down with the past. But God, may we move on. Our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed. Nobody's looking around tonight. There's some in the altar praying. I wonder if maybe there'd be others that would maybe slip around an altar tonight and say, God... Would you help me to move on? God, would you help me to focus my my everything on you? God, would you help me to move on? Boy, it'd do us good to do that in a lot of areas in our life. A lot of areas that, boy, we just forget the past in a lot of areas. And we just say, hey, with the help of God, we're going to let the past be the past. Man, we're going to move on for God. Brother Jeremiah's playing a verse and God spoke to your heart. These altars are open. You do business with Him. Father, we love you tonight. Thank you, God, that we can love you because you first loved us. God, I pray, Lord, that you would help us, God, tonight. Not just Pleasant View, but me, Lord. Not just Pastor Reese, but me, Lord. Not just the people here from our church, but me, Lord, to move on. God, help us to let the past be the past. God, help us to move on. God, there's a a mandate from you, but God, there's a promise in that mandate that you'll be with us. God, we thank you for helping us. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Can I say one more thing? I smell food. We got food, don't we? All right, I'm going to say two more things here. Today, and, and, and I, don't, I don't give, the, the reason I give illustrations about our church, it's because it's where I'm at. Right. I mean, it's where I serve at. It's where, I, I, it's where we're at all the time. Today we was working in that office, Miss Haley. Me and Miss Leslie was working in there. Whenever we first went there, that, that room didn't have nothing in it. They, they, there was nothing in it because there was no class to be in it. There was just a, 
an empty room. And we watched it go from an empty room to a Sunday school class. And then we watched it go to the nursery. And, and, and what reminded us of it, when we took that big whiteboard off that middle classroom, we fixed that as another office, we took that big whiteboard, you know, it went all the way across there. The wall was pink behind it with blue clouds. And it was the nursery. Then after the nursery, it became the teenage girls' class, and now they've outgrown it. We're having to make more room for them, and it's become an office now. I told Miss Leslie, I said, it's interesting to see the stages over the past 17 years that God's brought us through just standing in this one room. If we would have stayed in the memories, that room would still be vacant tonight. Are you hearing the prayer? It'd still be vacant, Brother Aaron. But you know what we decided to do with the help of God? Brother Gray, we decided to move on. You know what we're going to do? We're going to keep moving on. And keep moving on. And keep moving on. Amen? Well, I'm done.